On today's first round KO, we talk about NFL Week 7. Then we talk a little bit about some college football. Then we talk some NBA uh, headlines. And then we, towards the end of the show, we talk about WWE. Let's get it. One day to call my mama to remind her we ain't broke. I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. It's a night I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. Look at him go, look at him go. Welcome to the most mustard WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. Um, You know how someone way back when said, never meet your heroes? <laughs> yes. I want to find that person. I want to ask him, like, who hurt him? Me too, honestly. Like, I legitimately would just ask him, like, who hurt you? Because we both... <laughs> Met our heroes within a four-day span. I mean, you actually met your hero. I got to see my hero. Right. I met one of my. I met one of my heroes, and I won't even. Like, honestly, there's something so cathartic, I guess, about going to somebody that you admire or something like that, and you and you tell them as much. But for me, it was a little bit more than that because I straight up just told the dude, I was like, "Dude, you don't have you have no idea how much your music I helped me through crap." You don't know how much the music saved me a few times. And he was just like, oh, damn, man. Like, <laughs> like he was just like, dude, he was like, I love hearing this. He, Thank you so he much. He seems like a really humble He is and, like, so, dude. no joke. So first of all, I just like how they kept on talking about. I shouldn't about- say humble because there are a few songs where he's like, bitch, my song was number three. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's kind of just like, at first of all, I want to say like, it was kind of really cool. We are cool. talking about Kyle. I don't know if we right. that. Holy right. Jesus, who spiked? I don't know. It's fine. Um, But yeah, so. I like how several times throughout the country they kept on alluding to like the day one Kyle fans from like the Beautiful Loser album, right? Which me, because I've been into him since that album came out, right? And I it was like most people found him after I Spy, I Spy, um, which is fine, which is fine. I did go back and listen to the old stuff, so. right? Um, but it was so cool they kept on talking like talking about like the day one stuff and everything. So I'll say that. And I say that because he was because he legitimately, from when I first started liking him to now, the the person that he is, he has not fucking changed. Nice. And as like a fan, with the fame, it yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. And he's the chillest dude. On his, <laughs> he oh, seems like it. Oh my goodness. He like, totally. Seems, I, especially with the music he makes. I don't yeah. have enough words <laughs> to say how great that was. And then the concert was just. I can't imagine, dude. It was... Where was it? Where uh, was Concord it Music Hall. Concord? Yeah. It was... Man. <laughs> I don't even... See, at least you had words to describe Ninja Sex Party. I I don't even know. Like, I don't even... And I'm not saying that to be bad, everybody. No, like, it, yeah. it's like it's just like if anyone's could visually see me, like it's like it's hard to like wipe the smile off my face even thinking dude about it. Like it's hard. dude is like how I was on Thursday. <laughs> oh my, like it is unreal, and it's just so crazy too. Uh, and I was having a conversation with my friend afterwards the concert, and they're just like, "What?" And they're just like, "So." Also, shouts out to Jordan. Thank you for coming to the concert with me. Shouts out. Shouts um, out. And, we, and they were talking about. 
how you know how I felt a- after Paramore and how I felt to hear, and I was just like, I love both. Well, I mean, I love the band Paramore, obviously, and I love Kyle, right? And I and Paramore, like, I love for for different reasons, you know, like I love them because I used to listen to them as I was growing up, like I was a seventh grade kid and grew up and everything and listening to Paramore, right? Terrified that they were going to break up like completely about a billion times. So the fact that I even saw them last year was kind of just like. I never thought I'd get to this point. Whereas, so I mean, like, the whole Paramore thing was like, yeah, I love them because they helped me grow up. You know, like, they right. helped me realize, like, realize, like, oh, it's okay to be this weird-ass kid who listens to a bunch of different things of music. Right. Whereas Kyle, like, got me through some heavy freaking shit. Right. So I was, and to tell the man that I was just, and he was just like, I dude, thank imagine. you. And then the coolest part was he was like, he, then he, he looked at me, he was like, man, man, fuck thanking me. Thank you for coming to the show, man. Let's Let's, let's turn up. Let's have a good time. I was just like, yes. let's fucking let's turn up go <laughs> I was like, let's let's turn up super duper kyle yeah. and turn up i did that's awesome. turn up i did i can't imagine oh my goodness <laughs> great got my light speed world tour hat in here too i finally got i got, I got a ninja six party shirt like did a you? tour shirt and that's the first piece of merch i've owned from them and i'm mad at myself that i think this is the <laughs> that f- that's the case but i think i've of all the concerts i've gone to i only have two things of merch damn ever really well, three, two of which, I mean, two, me too, technically, two of which from the Kyle concert are one. Like I bought a pair more shirt at the concert, okay, and then I got the hat and then a shirt, right? Which I think they only sold people if you got a specific text, which I did. So that's dope. Yeah, I got the shirt and the booty headband. Yeah, I was gonna which say I that. wear wore for volleyball. How many? A lot of people just looked at me and they go, "Booty," <laughs> like booty. I love it because it's the same thing. <laughs> The same Max. thing that Max was doing. Just... Except Max, except Max couldn't let us finish the damn show. Because <laughs> all, all I just heard is just booty, booty. <laughs> this is why we do it in this studio where there's no windows <laughs> and we can't be distracted. I do. Except like, I do like the other studio. I really do like the Pro Tool Studio. Now that I have, now that I got like a brief little crash <laughs> right? course, I kind of know now, how to utilize it. Now that we it. used it, yeah, right. I, we might use it more often because at least it's a backup if we ever come here to record and someone's in this studio. Yeah, so it'll be nice. I just have to re. Re uh relearn the different because like two mono something tracks and then the one stereo right something track and it and it's really nice too because it records on like it records yours and it records mine yep on separate tracks yep so like on my wrestling show which I just realized today going through my air checks I'm very loud and everyone else is super quiet because I'm terrible at <laughs> gauging that live so that's something that I can go in and I can fix that like if. If I'm loud, like I am, I right. can go in and make you no, louder I, and me quieter. So. No, I, I really do like that studio. I, I do think I'm probably going to utilize that more. No, I don't know how to do production shit on that to save my life. You know, like that True. That Jameson takes care of. Like that, I don't know. <laughs> right. like, I can't put together a promo. Right. Uh, but uh, I'll be doing, I'll be taking. But as far as like recording stuff, I think I might use that. Which, by the way, I got an idea to run by through you with like a video idea that I think I might might, might want to do. Okay. Long story short, remember? I don't know if you knew, but I did like highlight videos like way back when. Yes. Like one of them, like Richard. Shouts out to Richard. Miss you, bud. Um, Richard was just kind of like, dude, I stumbled on a video and figured out that it was you. And I was like, yeah, I made that shit in high school on Movie Maker. <laughs> <laughs> like now I know how to do Premiere Pro. I'm fucking in this bitch. Oh. <laughs> uh, but no, it's just, it, I got like I'm I got to run this idea by if you want if like if you want to. Uh, check uh, check out me uh, doing doing this video thing because okay. I, I think I might just lock myself away in the edit suites and just 
yeah. go to town editing the sucker because I had an idea walking here. I was like, done. Like, <laughs> I want to do it. <laughs> we will discuss uh, after the show. Yeah. A uh, few things before we do get started. Uh, I want to say all the from here on out because I I know that everyone listening. I mean, we're a sports podcast, so everyone listening are sports fans. Yeah. When we talk about wrestling, <laughs> it's not necessarily for everyone. No. So, from now on, when we talk about wrestling, I will keep it at the end of the show. We will close out with wrestling every week so that if you're not a fan of wrestling, you can listen to the entire show. And, and then, then bounce. And then you can bounce yeah. when we talk wrestling. You don't have to bounce and then try to find where we... And going off of that, I will also be going back to, because I've been slacking lately... I'm going to go back and start putting timestamps in the descriptions as well. So I mean, last week was hell in a handbasket for both. I mean, of the last, so. cu- the last, ever since school started, I don't think I've done timestamps just because. I thought you did. I might. I don't know when. Like, I there's stopped. a few episodes, but then they're like, I remember it got recently. Hectic. The last couple of weeks, I know I haven't. But the last couple of weeks have just been like right. crazy, and then and homecoming's crazy honestly, timestamps are very. They're just a headache to try to do, but I, I found out an easier way to do it. So timestamps will be back, uh, and wrestling, all wrestling talk will be at the end. Um, I also want to bring up the Twitter and all of our social media at the beginning of the show. Follow us all. Links are in the description. We'll say them at the end of the show as well. We're on uh, the First Round KO. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Go give us a follow. We're also on YouTube where I do my most of my wrestling stuff all on the YouTube channel. Oh, is this is this the part where I do the other where I do the other plugging? More plugging? What plugging? Oh, you are. I mean, you already said this. You already said this. The, the Twitter. You already said this. Oh, right. Duh. Right. Um, the uh, the other stuff. His his Twitter thing. Yeah. Olson two K eighteen. My Twitter thing. Connor Moore underscore seven. Oh, I'm, and FRKO podcast. I thought you already said that. I said, I didn't say the handle. Oh, uh, whatever. Well, um, so go follow us on all that. And one last shout out. And I actually have to find the stats because I forgot. Uh, stalling for time. (laughs) All right. One shout out to my little brother because he balled out in his last football game as a high schooler. Uh, He's wide receiver and we are a run first school, (laughs) but he is a tight end and a safety dude ended up with four yards for 53 catches. Oh, fucking dope. One handed catch for a touchdown. And he had two. Uh, batted away passes. I believe he ended the season with like three or four interceptions. He he had a lot of receiving touchdowns for a passing or for a running school, and yeah, uh, and ha- two different quarterbacks because throughout the season they were just like, just kidding, we're gonna have this kid play running back instead of quarterback, and we'll throw in our backup quarterback. Oh. And yeah, so for a kid out of Tomahawk, my little brother balled out. He ended up being homecoming king too. I think I said that on an earlier yeah. podcast, but. Just a quick shout out to my little brother. Love you, Cam. Anyway, let's talk NFL football because we had another wild week seven in the NFL. Uh, we can talk. We talked about Broncos already. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, first game I do want to talk about because I don't want to talk about actually, but I will. Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah, I got this game wrong on the Hawk Talk picks, yep. but I will kind of gladly take it. <laughs> Crap, Connor's, that reminds me to check my like, fantasy team. Connor's like, oh, I don't, don't look at the Hawk Talk bat. Don't look at the Hawk, don't look at our matchup, Connor. I'm just, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to like what you see. Oh, the, the fantasy football. You're not going to like what you see when you, <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you this right now. Melvin Gordon didn't play. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hate London games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bye bye undefeated season. It was fun while it lasted. I Let's think, go. I think you're the last one standing, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, all right. So I like how you're like you're not gonna like what you see. You're not. You you're all of your players played either in the London game or the noon game. So by the noon game, I had already beaten you by like a point, and I still had like four or five players to play. And I was like, "Yikes, dude!" <laughs> I mean, I think I'm still first. Are we in the same division? Or no, we... we're in separate divisions. I'll take first in my division. It's I'll fine. take first in the league. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Going into the playoffs. But in our other in our other matchup, yes, uh, the matchup of our second favorite teams, Houston outlasted Jacksonville, and we have to bring up the elephant in the room. <sighs> The boat got docked. <laughs> I love the terminology. The boat got docked. The boat got docked. <laughs> Blake Bortles got benched. Blake Bortles got benched after halftime, only after going only six for twelve with sixty-one yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks. Ultimate awareness. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he also had two fumbles and that was the key reason but I would also like to point out that Blake Bortles was the leading rusher for the day yeah. with I mean 30 yards not not a good day uh, for what it's worth for yeah for what it's worth not a good day for Jacksonville Cody Kessler came in and threw 156 and you know sparked the team got a touchdown in there an impressive touchdown he was falling down and threw it and TJ Yeldon made a really good catch, but uh, ultimately he threw an interception too. He got sacked four times. Houston just had a good day, <laughs> and they won twenty to seven. Um, I do want to bring up your chosen one because while they won twenty to seven, and while DeAndre Hopkins seemed to have a day for some reason, uh, he had uh, three catches for fifty yards because Jalen Ramsey was on him. Your boy only had 139 passing yards, which I, think, I, I say that it's the number one defense, the number one passing defense in the league. So, you know, it's kind of excusable. He yeah, I don't, I don't. But he didn't throw a pick. I was going to say, I don't, I don't, I don't wouldn't read into and it he too was also, much. Because, he was also only sacked once. Right. I wouldn't read into it too much just because that defense, for all the things that are seemingly going wrong with Jacksonville, they're yeah. still. According to Jalen Ramsey, there's some Big chemistry issues going on on that defense. Oh yeah, apparently uh, Calais Campbell and Gakwe were like at each other's throats. Oh, they have been. I'll say all three but, of the of the of the defensive ends, like the Fowler's been in there too. Like re- reporters tried to came in, and then the Jaguars kicked them straight out because like reporters walked in on them fighting. Yeah. So. so, looking rough in Jacksonville. A but bit. I have a few ideas. You first of all, quarterback. First of all, we it, have is we a have co- is, is a quarterback in in this in this. First of all, yeah. We have Carlos Hyde coming. He didn't play this week. Oh, that's right. That's he didn't right. play this week. This pitch is good. They need another physical running back. Second of all, Bortles will start next week. I don't. That's not confirmed. I'm. That's well, me. Yeah, I mean, I still think you have a better chance to win over Cody Kessler than what. The Jaguars are playing in London next week. Blake Bortles is three and zero in his career in London. Just saying, he owns that city. Uh. He owns that stadium. So I, are they playing but, at Wem- are they playing at Wembley again? Or are they playing at uh, Tottenham Hotspur? That's a good question. I didn't look at that. Okay, because if it's know. Wembley, then yeah, he basically owns. He does Wembley. own Wembley. Yeah, they were in Wembley this week, so I don't know if I I would assume it's back there. They probably just kept keep everything set up. But I will say that Bortles is not working out. 
Bortles is holding this team back. As much as I defend him and everything. I was going to say, this seems like to go against everything you've no, said. No, I defend Bort. him because he's my quarterback. <laughs> like, I have to. And he wins. Like, when he wins, I can defend him. Mm-hmm. When he doesn't win, you. then obviously, like, I, there's nothing for me to, de- I can't defend. I can't defend six for 12 and two fumbles. All right. I mean, I mean, I, I can, re- I mean, I get what you're coming from because I'm the same way. Anytime you guys try to lay on me with Trubisky, like, I'm just like, hey, this I'm is also, I'm also trying to be very unbiased here and be an, an, like analyze Analytical. this. Yeah. If if the Jaguars had a better quarterback, yes, they would be a very good team. Oh yes, that's been common knowledge for a so, minute. So I have two options to fix this. And here comes GM Kyle Olson. One. The obvious one that won't happen because the NFL is stupid. Sign Colin Kaepernick. Hey, I mean, if Eric Reed got signed, anything's possible now. If they sign Colin Kaepernick, which they won't, that becomes a dangerous offense, especially when they get Carlos Hyde going and when Leonard Fournette's healthy and TJ Yeldon receiving. <coughs> That's Fuck. a dangerous offense. The second option, which I think is a lot more likely, because trade for Derek Carr. Trade, no. Because I don't think Derek Carr is going anywhere this season. This season. Okay. I think in the off season maybe he'll get offed. Maybe like, you know, draft day trade type of thing. Trade for Terod Taylor. Ooh, I like that. I'm just saying. I like the, that. The offense, the this offense works best. Correct me if I'm wrong. But the Jacksonville offense works best when we run the ball and we don't turn and the quarterback doesn't turn it over. I mean, most offenses work best that way. But right. Yeah, but but yes. this Jacksonville team specifically, because of the good defense and yeah. because of the good running game, if the running game gets going, the quarterback just has to take care of the ball, which Bortles can doesn't. do. He can do. When he does, they're a really good team. When he doesn't, yikes! This ha- we lose three <laughs> games in a row. Uh, so go get Terod Taylor. That it, I mean, it doesn't solve. Like he he obviously still makes mistakes, but he makes he's a very smart quarterback he doesn't take too many big risks Mm -hmm. he's a very conservative play style he does run a lot but that's you know as far as turnovers go he's very conservative so i think if and we already traded with cleveland to get carlos hyde we have that relationship there i think if you go talk to them be like hey you got baker mayfield we need a quarterback why not get rid of that tie rod contract and they can get a couple draft picks out of it because cleveland's still they're they're still in rebuild as good I shouldn't say Cleveland has all like their two. picks, and they still have all the picks that they got from some exactly. of those trades. So they're in a good they're spot. They're in a great right spot now. because they have a good young team like, and, and they, a bunch. They have a, they and have a, a very potential young yep, team and a bunch of picks incoming. Exactly. So Cleveland's in a good spot. So if they get rid of that, you know, now they have their quarterback of the future, Baker Mayfield. Get rid of Tyrod Taylor. Get some more picks. Maybe even get another young player. Immediate impact guy. I'm yeah. just saying. I and and I like your shout too. I do like Derek Carr. I just don't think the Raiders are going to get rid of him right away. I think they'll let him ride this season out, and then eventually John Gruden will be like, nah, I want a new guy. <laughs> so, right. I don't know. That's that's my pitch to fix Jacksonville. I still believe in Bortles. I still believe that he can get us to the playoffs. But, as a fan, of, I would like to see a better quarterback, obviously. B-I-T-B. In your mind. B-I-T-B. Believe in the boat. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I will say too. I was watching the Jaguars game, and I took a picture of Bortles, and I put it on my snap story, and I said, "Boat, 
and then he fumbled and he got benched. Literally <laughs> seconds later. So that means stop calling him Boat. So I took him. I, I took the picture down immediately. Okay, so you have to remind me why cool. you call him a. Why is he the Boat? He's the best of all time. The best. Of <laughs> not, not the greatest. Not the greatest. The best. The best. <laughs> Started I can't this. coin that. That's from part of my take. Yeah, why did they start calling him the best of all time? Because it's really funny. Um, boat. Because it's also fun to say boat. That's where I got the docking thing, too. Because uh. they said. <laughs> yeah. The boat. Uh, it's hilarious. I love it. Um, I loved it. They're <laughs> they talked about this game this morning. Yeah. And they were just shitting on Cody Kessler. <laughs> they were like, Cody Kessler is the worst quarterback in the league. I never want to see him again. Oh, they obviously haven't watched a Nathan Peterman game. <laughs> just saying. I think just, they're just saying. They're just shitting on Kessler because <laughs> Kessler took over for Bortles. It's hilarious. I love it. Um, Let's see. Chargers in London. Talking about London games. Chargers survived Tennessee. Tennessee... Okay, we need to talk about this. Did you see what happened? No. So Tennessee at the last second, kind of the last second, with like less than 20 seconds to go. They scored a touchdown to put them behind one pending yeah. an extra point. No, no. They decide to go for two with 11 seconds to go. Why? After, so mind you, they didn't score until fourth down. They got to the goal line. First and goal didn't score. Second goal didn't score. Third and goal didn't score. Scored on fourth and fourth and goal. And then they're like, wow, that worked so easily <laughs> that we should go for two. Go for the win. And they didn't get the win. Now, the Chargers are 5-2. and two. Their only losses are to the Rams and the Chiefs. Best three teams in the league, in and my they, opinion. Okay, but they barely escaped the Titans. But the Titans also, I mean, yeah, the Titans are hit and miss. <laughs> if you're the Titans, do you make that move? Four. To go for two. No. <laughs> you also, fucking tie it. The reason this game was so close was because the aforementioned Melvin Gordon did not play. I believe if Melvin Gordon plays, it's a completely different game. Because, you know, my fantasy team already has a billion problems at the half. <laughs> he's, the second leading, he, he's the second leading rusher this season behind Todd Gurley. Oh, yeah, but I mean... I think he's... He's that, top five running back right now. That's all fine and dandy, except it's not helping my fantasy team when all my all my running backs are hurt. Fact. Or in the case of one, just hasn't showed up yet. Fact. At Le'Veon um, Bell. Yeah, Los Angeles without Melvin Gordon only had 47 rushing yards as a team. That's awful. Who's their backup? Austin Eckler, who Ooh. is a really good second guy. Like, he's a really good compliment to Melvin Gordon because he's like a kind of – He's like a Darren Sproles type of okay, player. Okay. He's a smaller, he's a smaller dude. He'll get out and he'll but receive. Can't, a but lot. Melvin Gordon has some speed too, but he's more of a right. But he's a, he's, he's, a, he's a big dude. Running. Yeah, he's a running back. Oh, Austin yeah. Eckler is more of like a special teams kind of catch a pitch, catch mm-hmm. a screen pass type of running back. I got you. So, so yeah, they <laughs> did not work well for the Chargers trying to run, but they have Philip Rivers who threw three hundred and six yards and two touchdowns. So. The Chargers are a dangerous team. Like, I think we have to finally say that because they survived a Titans team who put up a good fight that day. You know, uh, I because I got to watch this game, obviously, because it was the only game on in the morning and who is going to turn down free football. Marcus Mariota is very athletic. <laughs> I feel like I don't need to say that. But watching him play, uh, especially against the decent uh, Chargers 
defense. Marcus Mariota made a lot of super athletic plays to extend drives and stuff. So the Titans came to play, but I mean the Chargers. The, the Chargers survived this game, but I still I still think we have to acknowledge how dangerous they are. Can winning I, without Melvin Gordon? Can I also mention that it's so it's it's great seeing Marcus Mariota healthy and making all these athletic plays. Mm-hmm. He legitimately has no one on that offense. Deion Lewis isn't doing squat. Derek Derek Henry isn't doing. Deion Lewis had a had, a, had himself a game this week. Yeah, thirteen carries, ninety one yards. But for the most part in the season, that offense has done mm-hmm. nothing. Derek, Henry, Derek Henry's been a bust. Like that offense has done nothing. Mm-hmm. That offense, I'm pretty sure, like they're one of. I'm pretty sure statistically they've got to be like one of the worst offenses in the league. Do you want to hear their leading receivers? Yeah, even though I feel like I'm going to be depressed after hearing it. Taze Sharp. Who? <laughs> he had 100 yards, but okay, cool. Uh, Deion Lewis, <laughs> Derrick Henry, Luke Stocker, Stocker, Luke Stocker. Okay, kind of know him. And Jonu Smith, and then Corey Davis is down there. Yeah, and wasn't Tawan he supposed Taylor. to be the one that was supposed to be the number one guy? Corey Davis, yeah, because they cut Rashad Matthews for some reason. I don't know. You, you're right. Like, there's no one on that offense. It's terrible. Like, it's bad. Like. But yeah, like we, we make fun get... of the Colts of having no one on their offense. But yeah, Max actually kind of balling now. Yeah, they're our next game. But first, oh, 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 wow, oh my goodness, wow, what? Patrick Peterson, Cardinals All Pro cornerback, desperately wants out and has asked the team to trade hit to deal him by the October thirtieth deadline. We'll take him in Green Bay. <laughs> I don't want him in Green Bay. Patrick Peterson. You're forgetting what team I chiefly oh, root right. for. I want him in Green Bay. I know, like, <laughs> like it would be a great, it would be a great trade. But me See, being the being the Bears fan would be like baseball season. And yes, I'm done with baseball season. Fuck this World Series. Ditto. We're done with baseball season. I'm used to you're you, used to me like over on your side being, of the yeah Brewers fan. So now I forget that you're a Bears fan. Yeah, I want him in Green Bay. I I, I can't I can't blame you. I don't want him in Green Bay, but he's probably gonna end up going to like the fucking Jets or Seahawks or something. Oh God, he's going to Seattle, isn't he? Why? Because they're bad, <laughs> and they probably have picks and players to trade away. Breaking news: The Rams get another secondary play piece they don't need. I would literally <laughs> hand the Packers the L. <laughs> I would. I would personally drive to Green Bay and be like, "Here you go. Here's your L." <laughs> If the fucking Rams got Patrick Peterson. <laughs> you know, because they already don't have a loaded defense in general. Their loaded defense hasn't been, I mean, this week they performed because they played the fucking 49ers, but they've been in close games the past couple weeks. If they got a legit Patrick Peterson. Yo, you mean because they don't have a, a legit Marcus Peters or a legit. I know. Fuck, what's his name? Akeed Tlaib. Yeah, him. Or a legit. Fuck, they have another secondary Sam piece. Shields. <laughs> okay, yeah, Sam Shields. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have their safeties. I can't think of their names. But That's what I'm trying to think of. The point is that defense is good. <laughs> it is. And, yeah, I would personally hand that NFC Championship deal. confirmed. So keep your eye out on that. Keep your eye out on Patrick Peterson. Uh, yeah, I like that. And that good. is good. Get out of Arizona. That is breaking news. Yeah. Can you imagine this, this year in 2018, the Cardinals had to trade away. Patrick Peterson and the Honey Badger. That sucks. 
Can you say rebuild? Yeah. I mean, young quarterback. Derek. Oh, God, Derek. John- I feel bad for David Johnson. <laughs> He's out here. Was a top was a top three running back two years ago. But yeah, because their coach, did you see the article that SB Nation wrote basically calling the Cardinals coaching staff the dumbest group of human beings oh, they're ever? they're terrible. Yeah, they don't know how to coach to save their lives. No, they don't. Like, oh, we have a very shifty, speedy running back. Let's run him through the tackles. This, te- <laughs> this team would still be really good if the- if Bruce Arians was still there. I don't know why he retired. Like, I get he just wanted to retire, but he was hey. a really good coach. Hey, man. He's been in the league long enough. You're right. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> the, I mean, another fail Mary. Well, it wasn't so much a fail Mary. Didn't get it to the end zone. So called. I think when you say fail Mary, I'm, I it, fa- like, it was a hail Mary that failed. <laughs> so I like to specify during at this point, I was already firmly in a car going right, to this concert. So. Right. Uh, Patriots beat the Bears thirty-eight to thirty-one. Closer than I thought it would be. Uh, yeah. And I will, I will give credit where credit is due. Trubisky threw three hundred and thirty-three yards. They're figuring him out. Although he still threw fifty passes, and he only completed twenty six of them, they're f- he also they're all- starting to figure figure out how to firmly use him though, which right. I'm very happy. No, one hundred percent. They're definitely figuring out what works and what doesn't. However, however, you can't you can't lose by seven and throw two picks. Like that's just an excuse. Like Trubisky lost them that game throwing those two picks. Yeah, I mean for all the negatives to only lose by a. Touchdown exactly. to the to the but AFC that's, semifinalists is pretty damn good but though. That just furthers my point. <laughs> this team only goes as far as Trubisky's gonna take them, and Trubisky isn't gonna take them very far. Do you also realize that you guys started off Sunday, top of the NFC North, and after this game and after Sunday, yeah. you are now at the bottom of the NFC North. What? Yep. You are currently in fourth because you're three and three. Yeah, we're 500, which is still better than I thought we'd be. <laughs> yeah, what did we pick them? I don't know. But I was the optimist. So, Even then, I wasn't too sold on. So that's that's my big tr- takeaway from Trubisky. Like, yes, he put up big stats, which we know he can because he's got the offense and he's got the coach to be able to put up these big stats. Yeah. But, but. throwing those two picks are going to hurt your team. And I, I bash on Bortles, I, you know, after that KC game. You have to bash on him because he threw two picks. And he lost. Aaron Rodgers, when he goes out there and throws a couple picks, it's not okay, but it's okay because they win. Russell Wilson, he threw five interceptions against the Packers one time and still won the game. Like, if you're able to win despite that stuff, then that's the kind of the mark of a good quarterback. If you can lead that comeback, mm-hmm. mark of a good quarterback. But when you throw 50 times throw and you complete 50% of that, like yes, you're gonna put you're gonna put up big numbers, but are you gonna win? That's the big takeaway for me. Uh, the big storyline, as we mentioned earlier, was the Bears had a last second hail mary, and Trubisky couldn't get it to the end zone. Kevin White caught it at about the three, the two yard line or so, and the Patriots stopped him from getting in the end zone to tie the game. Which was, <laughs> I'm gonna send you the video because. Pardon my take, recorded Big Cat's re- reaction, like live reaction to this, and it was so great. Because <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's not going to get there. He's going to get sacked. It's not going to get there. Oh, oh, oh my God, he caught it. He didn't get in. 
no <laughs> it's so it's so great um yeah and the bears are having some defensive issues injuries man is it injuries it's injuries is khalil hurt khalil's hurt what happened i didn't even hear I think about it was this. like it was something i think it's like a hamstring or something like he played but they but the bears weren't sure how much he could play gotcha. but that defense just isn't full strength no it, it really and what's his name i'm trying to think hold on i'll find it is it hicks who was, the first, who was the former first pick? Is it Hicks? Leonard Floyd. Floyd. That's who it is. Floyd needs to play like he's a first-round pick because <laughs> he's not showing up. No, he's not, which is weird because he was doing so well mm-hmm. the last few years. Mack only had one tackle. Yeah, he, yeah, that defense just isn't at full strength. No. and That, and I think that the Patriots just do a damn good job of game plan, but still, yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. So what did I say <laughs> against uh, for this game? I said... The one thing that hurts the Bears, quick underneath passes. <laughs> what did the Patriots do all game? <laughs> you mean their entire playbook? Well, yeah, exactly. Just in general? Slants and comebacks and quick underneath passes. Because of And sec- then the occasional bomb to Josh Gordon. Because our secondary still doesn't know how to be a full secondary at at times. Exactly. Your weakness is the secondary, and when your offense or when your defensive line doesn't perform like it should. It's, We're fucked. It's, exactly. It's not going to work. Uh, da, 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 da. I wanted to see. Gordon had four catches for 100 yards. Oh, damn. <laughs> no touchdowns. Interesting. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Patriots are starting to get hot, and I hate it. And the Bears struggling. I think they'll get back on track, though. I'm not worried about the Bears team yet. We'll see. Uh, I'll let you know when I'm hitting the panic button, and I'm not hitting it yet. I'm. That's fair. I'm, I wouldn't. I'm kind of just like, oh. I'm kind of I'm in this mode where I'm just like, oh, shit. It's kind of like, oh, all right. This season like, has not- to be weird for you guys because you have a new head coach. Yeah. This is supposed to be Trubisky's year. And then all of a sudden, and like you, like going into the season, it's like, okay. It's going to be another. Could be de- good. But it's mostly a developmental year. And then next season. And then all of a sudden, Khalil Mack. Right. And you're super good. But and then now. You lose to, but then you lose to the Green Bay Packers. And then like just super back and forth. Like you guys have had such a weird season. Yeah. It's already more entertaining than I thought it would be, though. True, entertainment. Like I won't, like I won't even like. In comparison, if somebody would have told me by like six games in, the Bears would be at five hundred and essentially, in a way, control their own fucking destiny <laughs> as far as getting to the postseason one way or the other. I mean, now I w- they don't. No, but I mean, <laughs> but I, you, I do you know, mean, I mean, yeah. three and three. There's still so much more season to play. Oh, absolutely. To get themselves in, at least to fight for contention, because the NFC just doesn't know what the NFC wants to be right now. Fact. If this was the AFC, I'd be like, yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, I'm, I, I as a Bears fan, like I'm. I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm not happy losing. Right. But I'm fairly pleased because even in these losses, I'm. I'm like I'm seeing like so many positives where I'm just like, okay. We round this shit out, mm-hmm. and then when the defense gets back to full strength, Lord have mercy on the rest of the league's soul, because I do think this is a very capable team when we're healthy. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't press the panic button either. Not yet. The Colts beat the Bills, as we all kind of figured, 37-5. to Fairly sure we all predicted that. I think so. But, Tom... Question mark? Tom McBuffalo. I think I don't know. There's still a, I still haven't. There's still a few people where I haven't like I plopped feel like in. Someone theirs. picked Buffalo. Someone definitely picked Buffalo. At least one person picked Buffalo. I don't know, but Derek Anderson is Derek Anderson. He hasn't played in forever, and uh, 
175 yards and three interceptions. The Bills just need a new quarterback. I mean, they need Josh Allen back. It's really, it's really <laughs> what it comes down to. Uh, I just, I don't know. I also realize that the Bills have five points. That means they got a safety. Anyway, hmm. uh, yeah, and Andrew Luck, great. This is this was, so this was the big thing, the big takeaway for this game for me. Marlon Mack had 126 rushing yards. Yeah, he's starting to become a weapon because he also had. Uh, da, 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 if I can find their receiving yards. He also had, I mean, two catches for 33 yards and a receiving touchdown. He's starting to become a weapon for Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. which if Andrew Luck has at least one weapon, plus T.Y. Uh, Hilton and Eric Ebron, that could that could become a good offense. Like, because then other, other good weapons... Good enough, are, at least. Exactly. Yeah. And other weapons will be able to uh, step up, and they'll they'll start to, you know, put up points to compete. And the biggest takeaway from this game was Andrew Luck only threw 23 passes. Huge break for them. Oh, like yeah. That's because taking the uh, stress taking the stress off your arm for a week because he's been throwing 50 a week. So now only throwing that 23 is huge. And, uh, you know, he's he was throwing short passes because their defense got a lot of turnovers. He had four touchdowns on, on 156 yards. That's just – that's a defensive game if I've ever seen one. So – yeah, big I, – I think it's a big week for the Colts. If the Colts can – you know, obviously this is the Bills, but if they can keep up a defensive presence, I think Andrew Luck can keep them in most games. So oh, Colts sure. are kind of looking good. We'll see how that plays out. The Dolphins uh, fell to the Lions at home 32-21. to 21. I really Detroit hope won. I went with Detroit on this one. I think I did. I went Miami. I know. I'm pretty sure I went Miami. I have my picks out. I just look. I'm pretty sure I went Miami. Uh, Osweiler – if I can pull up this stuff. Yeah, I picked Miami. Yeah, Osweiler. Osweiler still looked good. I do have to admit. 239 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, a question for you. Yes. When Tannehill comes back healthy, who do you start? Is it just Tannehill's job when he comes back? Or are, you, or are you just are you, or are you trotting out Brock? I mean, personally, <laughs> I would start Brock. You also personally don't like Ryan Tannehill, exactly. But objectively, I look. It's uh, it's Tannehill's team. I I say you give it back to him. But if he comes back, he has one bad game. So short leash when he comes back. It it has to be if he comes out and throws two interceptions and a half or something. Osweiler's going back in, like he's been performing. So it, it's going to be a short leash. Kenyon Drake had seventy two yards. I don't know. The, the big story was I th- must have been Detroit's defense because I'm not, oh Jesus, Carryon Johnson, who has become a breakout star for the Detroit Lions, 158 rushing yards on 19 carries. Is he a free agent in fantasy? <laughs> um, <laughs> if so, then I deserve him more than anyone else does. Uh, wow, no interceptions on either team. So I it must have just been big running plays, I guess. No special team touchdowns. Yeah, it must have just been the running game that was so big for Detroit because even Stafford only had 217 yards. Big running game. That's dangerous because, God, Packers are shit against the running game. <laughs> Especially with Wilkerson out for the season. Oh, my goodness. So watch out for Detroit, I'd say. I just hear panic in your voice right now. Of course I'm panicking. The <laughs> Packers suck. <laughs> 
It's injuries. Every year it's injuries. It's injuries every year. And I just That's why this bye that's why that's why I picked the Packers to win the bye week this week. Because if we can get healthy, Aaron's practicing today, I believe, or tomorrow. If he if he's back to healthy and we get Cobb and Allison back and we get our three corners who haven't been playing back, then we can be a good team. But right now, like every fucking Packers team, injuries. And it kills us. Hey, when's Kumar eligible to come back? This week. And they're actually thinking about it. They're very open to using it. So maybe we don't need Cobb and Allison back. What do you no. mean they're open to using it? He made the 53-man roster. I would hope he stays. Right. They're, but there's someone else on the IR, too, for them. I don't remember who it is. But they only get two. You only get two IR returns a year so they're debating if they want to use that one for kumaro which i would assume no one big is hurt right now so you use the one and then you save the one for the end of the season like if graham goes down and he's out for the regular season you put him on ir for the regular season bring him back to the playoffs type of thing so you save that one for sure you don't bring both back guy both guys back but I would use it on Kumaro. I think he's got a lot of talent, and they need to put him in. But Scantling has been playing good. Obviously, Devontae Adams is a top receiver in the league. True, Geronimo. but I still feel that if Kumaro was healthy, he would have been in that Monday night game and would have gotten a, oh, 100%. a, a chunk of time. It would have been Devontae, Scantling, and Kumaro. Kumaro yeah. Those would have been the three, for sure. So, just unfortunate. Uh, but we're the Packers. So more people will get hurt. Kumaro will get his chance. <laughs> Number 16 jersey incoming for me. Can't wait. Vikings beat the Jets in New York 37-17. to Kirk Cousins still only had 240 yards, but, you know, it, big defensive day. I And here's how I know it. So I was looking at all of the box scores earlier, trying to get, like, to formulate some opinions because I didn't watch too much football. I watched more of the later games than the noon games. And even actually, then you watched a lot more football than me. Right. Uh but as I was looking at these stats, here's the reason. Because you look at the offensive stats for the— Wait, did the Jets lose? Yeah, the Jets lost. Did you pick them? No. You actually picked the Jets to lose. I right? got it right! You broke the, <laughs> the curse. curse is broken! That's funny. Yes. I didn't even think of that. Um, so you look at the offensive numbers, though. 241 passing yards and 60, well, 88 total team rushing yards. Mm-hmm. That doesn't scream 37 points. What does scream 37 points is the interceptions. One interception for five yards. That's fine. Nope, that's punt returns. Hold on. One interception for two yards. Nothing big. Big pick. Trey Waynes had a pick for 24 yards. Harrison Smith had a pick for 52. Mm. That means that, so that's big. That's a pick igniting your offense and getting your offense close to the end. Damn good field position, yeah. Field position battle. That's, That's what this game came down to. Uh, and the Vikings won that battle. So, I and the Vikings are still hit or miss for me. Like, I can't say this was an impressive win because the Jets are very inconsistent. Like, either, Sam Darnold either has a really good three-touchdown game or he'll have a game where he throws two and two or one and three. Like, he's very hit or – obviously, he's a rookie. Him and Rosen and – Baker's been really good. I can't even say anything about that. We'll get to that in a second. But Rosen and Darnold have both been – very hit or miss every week like they're either on fire or they're a rookie quarterback so i can't say this was an impressive win for minnesota 
But I God, I picked up Latavius Murray in free agency, and then I didn't start him because I was like, Josh Gordon, I'll have a big day. Josh Gordon only put up ten points. Like Murray put up like twenty five. Fucking course. Uh, Panthers. Did you see this? No, oh, the Eagles blew it. The Eagles were up seventeen nothing at home going into the fourth quarter. The Panthers put up 21 in the fourth quarter and shut out the Eagles nothing to win 21-17. What? <laughs> I I had a lot more trust in Doug Peterson than this. So did I. Like this makes me question, I don't know if it's the offensive coordinator like that you I can't even say that, like, oh, it's just the Panthers being that – because the Panthers aren't that good. How, like, right. Like, how do you score 17 and then just blank? Like, the you can't – like, especially with the running game. I think they lost – no, J.J. is still – J.J. is Dunzo. He is Dunzo. But they have Smallwood, and they have Corey Clement. Right. And they have someone else that I'm forgetting. They think they still have Darren Sproles. Yeah, they do. Like, I – and Wentz threw 310 yards. How do you lose that game? That's that's bad. You have to try. That's a bad. That's a bad look. <laughs> you legitimately have to try. Yeah. Man, the Super Bowl hangover is is a real, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. That's apparently a real before. Thing. I don't remember if it was before or after this game, but Doug Peterson said that the Eagles don't have to worry anymore because they won the Super Bowl. The stress is off. Like, dude, you still got to go out there and play. Fo- like, you can't just win one and be then, like, all right, fuck it, and then just right gone Thanos like. Yeah, I don't know. Eagles are in trouble. They're three and four. God, the NFC East is trash. Yeah, still the most competitive. <laughs> On who wants to She's be the trash. most trash? Exactly. The Browns lose another overtime loss, twenty-six to twenty-three to the Buccaneers. At least to stop picking Cleveland. I was really hoping <laughs> that they would that cat. Uh, Catazero, how the hell you say his name, would miss that 59-yarder because there was only about a minute and a half left in the overtime. Mm-hmm. It was really hoping Cleveland would go two, Another three, tie. Two. That would have been amazing. No, that would have fucked up the Hawk Talk picks even more than yep, they already are. Yep, and it would have been great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So, so the, I, I really like the Carlos Hyde trade. Not only for Jacksonville's side, but for Cleveland's side, because he wasn't necessarily performing in Cleveland. And so it what it was basically saying was, hey, use your better running backs. <laughs> so Nick Chubb, 18 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. Better running back. Baker Mayfield, 23 for 34. What? What are you what are you pointing? Fuck yeah, get straight. <laughs> what are you what? <clears throat> Doug Marone won't publicly say who his starting quarterback will be until he talks with Blake Bortles and Cody Kessler. Just got that six minutes ago. I don't like that. <laughs> Blake Bortles, make Blake Bortles running back. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I don't like that. Yeah, I I have that too. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that later in the week. Mayfield went 23 for 34 with 215, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Mayfield's playing good. 
Mayfield is playing very oh, well. Oh, incredibly. Like, you, so you can't fault him for being two and four. Two, four, and one. What? What does it say? Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984 has been delayed until 2020. Stupid. Anyway. Now, here's the kicker. Jameis Winston of the winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You want to hear his stat line? Do it. 32 for 52. 365 yards. No touchdowns. <laughs> two interceptions. Wow. How the hell? Now, see, this is what I was talking about earlier. I'm not saying Jameis Winston is a good quarterback. But those two interceptions are kind of excused now because they won. Like, if you can still find a way to win. If you can find a way to win with two interceptions and no touchdowns, that's impressive. Is it? Yes. No. But yes, <laughs> I was gonna say, come on. It's impressive until you actually look at it. Right. Cleveland is having their their offense. Their, it's not their offense specifically. It's the offensive coordinator. The play calls have been terrible, and Hugh, being Hugh, is blaming Todd. Shit. What's his name? Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator. Which, yeah, makes sense. Uh, but I don't know. It, Cleveland needs to figure something out offensively because they should be they should be better than they are. That offensive they have a lot of they have a lot of uh talent on that offensive side. So they they need to be they need to be winning that game. Like yeah. <laughs> when Winston doesn't throw a touchdown and he throws two picks, you need to win that game. Uh another close game we had the Saints. Uh, this one <laughs> The Saints beat the Ravens in Baltimore 24 to 23. Did you hear how this game ended? No, but I'm going to need you to tell me. The Ravens scored. Ravens down seven. Scored a touchdown at the end of the game to put them back one, pending the extra point. Yep. Earlier in the game, they had been praising Justin Tucker because, and this is true, Justin Tucker before this game, had never missed a PAT in his career. And that's impressive because after they moved the PAT back to, what, 15 or back to the 15-yard line, a lot of kickers started missing, which is, you know, that's why they did it to kind of add the doubt. It wasn't just an automatic kick. But it was still automatic for Justin Tucker. He missed his first career PAT to tie the game. Yo, Justin Tucker doesn't miss. He doesn't. He's the <laughs> most accurate kicker in NFL history. He's also the probably the coolest kicker in NFL. I love him. <laughs> He's Honestly, my favorite. He He's is definitely, definitely my, my favorite kicker. Definitely my favorite. Harrison Butker's getting up there, but. Oh, no, no. It's all Justin Tucker also, for me. Also, I will clarify. Kicker, not punter. Pat McAfee. Get it right. We're going to talk about that in a second, too. I don't know if you saw what happened with no, I didn't. I was at a concert. I know, but... Of course I didn't see Oh, it. oh I love what happened. All right, anyway. Yeah, so that sucks. <laughs> um, but, again, much like a couple weeks ago when we had Kansas City versus Jacksonville, this was the number one offense, the number one scoring offense, versus the number one scoring defense. And, again, like the last six out of seven times, offense came out on top. It's interesting. I don't know. Uh... The Saints are dangerous. They're a good team. Five and one. 
Really should have been in the NFC title game. Yeah. Oh. I wanted to. Wait, that that win means that Drew Brees has beaten all 32 teams in the league, correct? Oh, my God. I think so. He threw his 500th touchdown, finally. Um, but I'm pretty sure that win means that he has beaten ooh. every single team in right. the NFL. I'll have to, we'll, we'll look into that. Um, what was I going to – eh, I was going to ask you something. I had like a little like type of quiz type quiz thing. No. Oh. But I don't remember the first questions. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> impressive win. Uh, even more impressive for Baltimore, I think. Baltimore's offense staying I mean obviously Saints only put up 24 but for the Ravens to stay in that game and tie it up late I think that's big for the confidence of the Ravens and they're four and three now just sitting pretty good in in the NFC North AFC North um Rams 49ers we don't need this was the best team playing probably the worst team right now I it went as well as you thought it would um so you like to make the comparison of the Bears to the Rams, right? You like that comparison? Hang on. I said the comparison I made was that I could see the Bears potentially doing right. no, 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 what no. they yeah. did, which is right. going from absolute ass. Right. Which they then, still could. To then contending and beating the and just being one of the best teams in the league. Right. Which I and still, then and yeah. then two years after being ass, this is year two after being ass if you're LA arguably the best team in the league right i still like that comparison yes except for (laughs) mitch trubisky right because i watched a lot of highlights of this game this was one of the later games i was watching red zone during the later games Mm -hmm. jared goff while yes i will fully admit that he is a system quarterback you think so 100 percent. but he is a very smart and a very talented system quarterback. Like, he is one of the best system quarterbacks we've ever seen. This dude, effortlessly, and I wish I could stand up and actually do this, and I wish this was a visual show, because this dude, in the pocket, saw a dude coming at him untouched, and he just, whoop, sidestepped him, and he went flying, and then he got blocked. Like, and he didn't look face. He was literally standing there, and he just, and then he threw the ball. But he literally just, just jumped, just He just He just the stepped. Way. He just stepped over where the guy could get blocked. The dude is so many times in that game. He looks so unfazed in the pocket. He has one of the tightest spirals. He's not very accurate, but he's got a strong arm. He's just—he's a very talented quarterback. But I don't—I think if you take Sean McVay away from him, I don't think he's this successful. He's still gonna—I I still think he's a very good quarterback. He's just not—I'm not gonna put him in the top tiers of my quarterbacks. All right, question. You flip Trubisky and you 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 flip teams. Golf on the Bears, Trubisky on the Niners. What happens? Because Matt Nagy's such a good offensive, well, offensive-minded coach. Yes, I th- I think. I mean, they still have their defensive struggles. They're not as good defensively yet, but I still think the Bears, they would be a better team. Obviously, I think if you switch Trubisky, and you know, and once they figure out their defensive struggles, one of the best teams. I would actually be scared of the Bears. Like I still, I I am scared of the Bears, but I would. The only thing that so the only thing that's literally preventing you from fully a hundred percent wholeheartedly Trubisky. recognizing the threat of the Bears is Trubisky. It it's Trubisky like. in the secondary. Fair and fair. That's very fair. And then I guess 
to flip that, if you put Trubisky on this Rams team, they wouldn't be seven and zero because they've been some. There's been some close games that I don't think Trubisky. I there would have been a pick in there. There would have been, you know, him coming up short or something. But it's he. I think he would benefit from Sean McVay. Any quarterback would benefit from Sean McVay. You know, Nathan Peterman would look decent with Sean McVay. I think. But I'm just saying Jared Goff does it so effortlessly and makes it look very easy. It was very impressive to watch him. This, this is game. also year two in McVay's system for Jared exactly. Goff as well. So it's actually getting going. So which, which still gives me a little bit more hope that year two of Trubisky and Nagy's system right. would mean like, holy that's crap, a, Trubisky yeah. is damn good. That's why I wanted He's, to bring up that the comparison right. because there is a lot of potential in, in Chicago for that, oh, for that to work. Without a shadow of a doubt, I just think that Chicago just needs to be patient. I am. I've like I went. I went from like raging about Trubisky well, to now I'm just like I'm gonna be are, patient. Yeah. I don't think most Bears fans are. The Rams were able to because they're in a division with, you know. The well, Niners, they just they just so happened the to luck. I'm gonna say they lucked out because the Seahawks right. were going down and the Niners the went down. Yeah, the Cardinals went down and the Niners are are just the Niners haven't been shit since Kaepernick. Right. So the so the Rams got the ultimate benefit yes. of the doubt. The Bears are going to have to deal with a division with Aaron friggin' Rodgers and the Minnesota. Matthew freaking Stafford. And, and the Minnesota Vikings defense. Yeah, I was going to say Kirk Cousins, but Minnesota. So, yeah, I mean, that's why I that's keep. Why I, that's why I bring up the patience thing. Like, because the Bears can't be as patient, but if it clicks as quickly as, as that, right. then, they're, then they're good. That's part of the reason why I kept on saying that the NFC North, as early as this year, could be the best division in football. I personally think it is. I think it is. You look at the record, everyone's still in it. I can't think of another. You could make an argument for the AFC North? I would say that's the next closest thing. But I think the best division in football is the NFC North. every other division, they have one or two good teams, but then they have shit teams. Right. Everybody in the NFC North is in it right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, the fact that the Bears are at 500 and in fourth place... Is something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, da, 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 da. Do we have to talk about this Rams Niners game though? Can we talk? I, I just real quick. George Kittle, five catches, ninety eight yards. He is the third most. Or he has the third most receiving yards for tight ends this season, mm. behind. I'm assuming Gronk's up there. Gronk is fourth. Oh, all he right. Is above Gronk. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm struggling to remember the other two names. <laughs> <laughs> but they are big names. I can't. Hold on. I'll think of it. Zach Ertz is probably up there. I would figure. I've seen his wife play soccer. Yeah, I don't remember the other ones. But, you know, it's at three and four, it's Kittle and Gronkowski. So he's he's really starting to show up. Redskins, Cowboys. Cowboys kicker missed the field goal at the last second. Dan to... Bailey wouldn't miss a field goal at the last second. Dan Bailey did miss two kicks this week. <clears throat> I think they were extra points, too. But Anyways, that's regardless. Point is. <laughs> point is, I think Dan Bailey would have made this. Yeah, I think you're 100% correct. Dak Prescott actually showed up and threw 273. He actually threw above 250. I'm impressed. But, but. that's because he had to because the leading rusher – was a tie with Zeke Elliott, 15 carries for 33 yards, and Dak Prescott with six carries for 33 yards. 
I will stand by my my statement. Without Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott is shit and cannot win. If Dak has a good or if Zeke has a better game, if he gets even, you know, 60 yards, if he at least doubles, you know, gets up to 60 yards, then that helps Dak out more. And Dak might have had more yards. Or just the same amount of yards, but they you know, I without Zeke, Dak is not a good quarterback and this team isn't good. That Redskins front four is impressive. They've the last two seasons they've drafted defensive tackles out of Alabama, and those two dudes are a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> Alabama Crimson Tide, the official feeding feeder team of the Washington Redskins. The minor leagues, yeah, yeah, the minor leagues. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Uh, Dak had two two lost fumbles also. That was the big key. One of them late in the game to give Washington the big twenty or twenty to seventeen lead. I want to. I want to like him so much, but I can't. Dak. Yeah, I want to, but I can't. I did, but now he's on the Cowboys, so now I don't want to anymore. That's kind of where I'm at. The Chiefs absolutely showed that they are still one of the best teams in the league by showing out against the Bengals, forty-five to ten. And after watching the highlights of this game. Kareem Hunt is something special. Yeah, you thought he wasn't? Holy shit. You thought he wasn't? Did you see that run? Yeah. You thought he wasn't? If you haven't seen this run, go watch it. I don't even need to. Drake Kirkpatrick had him dead to rights. And then he broke that somehow. And then immediately broke another Geno Atkins tackle. And then immediately hurdled the dude and carried three dudes three more yards. Like, what can I say? This man is incredible. Like, I saw an article, the Chiefs aren't just Patrick Mahomes. No shit! (laughs) Like, yes, Patrick Mahomes is playing really good. But the reason he's playing really good is, A, the offense that he's in. The West Coast Andy Reid, obviously, it's going to be good. B, the talent that's around him. B, the talent that's on that team. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. I'm forgetting a receiver. Garcon's not on this team. No. I'm going to look at the stats because there there was another receiver. But this team is just incredible. Right. And if they can hold teams to 10 points, they're going to win every game. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, no. Yeah, I figured that was happening. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I hate that it happened. Breaking news. Except... It won't be breaking to you because we're recording this ahead of time. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys have just acquired wide receiver Amari Cooper for a first round pick. For a first round pick from the Oakland Raiders, per Josina Anderson and Adam Schefter. That's huge for both teams. That's big for both teams. That actually makes me think Derek Carr might leave before the season's over. Although, they would have to do it within the next week. Yeah, they have until next Tuesday. Because the trade deadline's next Tuesday. No. The 30th. I'll stick to my guns. He's not leaving until the end There's of the season. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. Um, I can tell you who is next, though. Marshawn. You think so? Oh, I believe so. Do you think they're going to just stick with Derek Martin? Or Doug Martin. Yeah, I think so. The Muscle Hamster. Muscle Hamster. I love that nickname. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> but I love it. 
Which I, I mean, wow. I would I would feel offended See, too being called a muscle hamster. I knew that was gonna. The Cowboys don't have a number one wide receiver, and the and Amari Cooper doesn't fit John Gruden's personality style, which is he has a personality. <laughs> so you basically have to, you basically just have to be a one of those stereotypical just like monsters who just know nothing but football and doesn't have an outside life. Yep, which which, which must suck to be living in the 21st century, John Gruden. <laughs> Which, to your point, I could see Marshawn being next. What team is going to want to trade for Marshawn? That's the only thing. Me? <laughs> I was about to say Seattle. Who? Minnesota? Minnesota has Latavius Murray and Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook has done shit. But Latavius has been doing good. That's true. Former Raider. <laughs> I don't see a team that would want... I was gonna. I would. I would say Jacksonville, but they already got Carlos Hyde. What if he went to New England? Stop it. <laughs> Rex Burkhead is on the. No, other. actually, no, no, no. Uh, what's 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 his what's his face? Sony Michael went down too. Oh, he did go down. I don't know how bad it was. I just saw that he went down. I don't know how. Dude, don't make me think about that. Don't make me think about a world where Marshawn Lynch is playing with Tom Brady. They wouldn't throw on the one yard line. Don't make me think about a world where Marshawn Lynch is in a Patriots uniform. Just, just saying. Don't make me think about it. I'm just saying. I will. Put, I would rather see him in any other team. Patrick Peterson to the Seahawks. Marshawn Lynch, New England, if he gets traded. What about Green Bay? Nope. You don't want him in Green Bay? I want Aaron Jones. Aaron but, Jones is my guy. I, w- I like Aaron Jones. I love Aaron Jones. Um... Yeah. Oh, one thing I didn't bring up about the Bears. We don't need to talk about this Kansas City team. They're really good. One thing I forgot to bring up with the Bears. So, <laughs> did you see who their leading rusher was? I'm going to assume it's not Jordan Howard and not Tariq Cohen, and I'm going to take a random stab and say it's Mitchell Trubisky. You want to hear his stats? It is Mitchell Trubisky. Six carries. 81 yards. And this is why people think Jordan Howard's about to get shipped. Yeah. Because Jordan Howard had 12 carries, twice the amount of carries, 39 yards. Why? Half the yards. Why? We have such a good two-headed monster. Why? Cohen Cohen had six carries for 14. Taylor Gabriel had one carry for nothing. (laughs) That's another thing they need to figure out. They need to figure out that running game because they could get uh, Cohen and Howard uh, going together. Good Two lord. Really good running backs. Good lord is all I have to say. Two really good running backs. If you yeah, you need to be able to get him going. Like that both of them. But then again, defenses are probably playing the pat or the run because they want let, to make Trubisky throw the Exactly. Damn ball. Let Trubisky beat us if he really wants to. Question for you. Answer for you, hopefully. And I was gonna ask you this earlier so that you could actually look before you answered, but now I'm going to throw you on the under the spotlight. Okay. When will the Rams lose if they do? What's the what's who are their upcoming games? So, home against the Packers. Yep. At New Orleans. Yep. Uh home against Seattle, home yep. against the Chiefs. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh bye week, week 12. Then they go to Detroit, to yep. Chicago. Yep. Oh, that's a W for the Rams. Um the Eagles. Yeah. At home, at the Cardinals, and they finish out the season at home against the Niners. 
I could see them losing that New Orleans game. And who else is who who is after New Orleans? Uh Seattle and Kansas City. That. Kansas City or New Orleans, I could see them losing. I yes. One hundred percent. Now. Yeah. The uh at the at the Saints, that's gonna be a really good game. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets flexed to Sunday night. I hope it does. That that's gonna be their biggest test. But I could see them still pulling off that win because their defense is better than New Orleans. The game that I have my eye on is the Chiefs. Oh, I would hope so. For one reason. That's week 11, and they their bye is week 12. Having a late bye like that, you're going to see some fatigue in a team. Yeah. Especially in some hard-fought games which they're going to have three out of the next four weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. Packers, they're going to – they're Packers aren't going to lie down for them. No, the Packers sure. are not going to lie down. That's going to be a hard-fought win. At the Saints is not going to be an easy win. Seahawks could put up a fight. We never know. I, I would assume that's not a hard-fought one, but it's still, no. it's still another football game. And then the Chiefs. That's going to be a big game. Well, that's Monday night. The Chiefs is Monday night. Oh, yay. Uh – because it's ESPN. Yeah. And then going into that bye week, they can get beat up. And then, you know, then they play. They're going to kill Detroit after the bye week. Yeah. I My game, my guess would be the, the Chiefs. If they survive New Orleans, the Chiefs would be one to watch out for. Because going this far and having these close games is going to wear down on the Rams. All right. Um, fun. Where the heck? No, give me eh, – never mind. All right, let's talk college football real quick. Badgers bounce back, 49-20 win. Cool. Let's see some upsets. Number two, Ohio State. This made my weekend. <laughs> Purdue took down Ohio State, 49-20. to Manhandled. Good. Ohio State is now – out of the top five, I know that for sure. Good. I don't remember where they dropped. Who is in the top five now? I'm gonna look at the rankings once I get through these upsets. Michigan beat Michigan State. Yeah, UCF still undefeated. Mm-hmm. Still number ten in the rankings. Stupid. Uh, Washington State number twenty five beat Oregon, who is number twelve. That's two losses in a row now for Oregon. Kentucky's number fourteen. They won again. What was the other big upset? I know there were other upsets. Ah, yes. Number 20, Cincinnati lost to unranked Temple. That one was interesting. Oh, I guess that was it. I thought there were more upsets this week. Oh. <clears throat> Apparently not. But I would like to look at the rankings because it's interesting. You know who surprised me? <laughs> not the power rankings. Get out of here. You know who surprised me in the top four? Hmm. So the top four is Alabama at one. Clemson at two. What's new? LSU is number four. Do you know who number three is? No. Notre Dame. <laughs> the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are seven and zero. Oh. I didn't know they were good. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I saw them at three. That's weird. Michigan's number five. Texas is six. Georgia's still at seven. 
UCF still at 10. Ohio State fell from number two to number 11. <laughs> Yikes. I think that's the biggest drop this week. The biggest jump is Washington State jumping up to 14. Oh, okay. 11 spots. Yep. They're, okay. They are, ironically, one spot above Washington, who is number 15. A&M's at 16. Oregon dropped seven spots to number 19. Wisconsin jumped three to 20. NC State dropped to 22. And three teams who were not ranked last week at 23, 24, and 25 are Utah, Stanford, and Appalachian State. Did I say that right? I think so. Appalachian State? Appalachian, I think it is. But, yeah, those team, those three teams were not ranked and are now. Interesting week in, fo- in college football. I'd say so, yeah. Now, one of the biggest stories in sports this weekend as we switch focus to basketball. You know exactly what I'm going to say. Do it. WrestleMania. (laughs) Here we we go. In a last man standing match, it will be Rajon Rondo versus CP3. Um, You play too much. CP3. (laughs) CP3, Rondo, and Ingram, Brandon Ingram, are all suspended. I believe. How did it go? I'm trying to remember. Ingram had... Ingram had four. Was it Ingram with four? CP3 with. The others had two, but CP3 got fined the Someone most. Someone had three. I think Rondo, I think Rondo had three. CP, CP3 had two, but he got fined almost half a half a mil. Did he? Yeah. So he got fined the most. I'm surprised Rondo. Rondo and, probably should have gotten fined more. Rondo threw the first punch. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, Paul basically stuck his finger down. That's true. He, Rondo's eyes. Um. But after further video review, Rondo did spit on Chris Paul. I thought it was vice versa. I don't think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Rondo spitting. because No, it was Rondo because the Rockets gave the video to the NBA of the spit, and it zooms in on his mouth every time it's spit coming out of Rondo. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just him talking. But some other side stories coming off of this. So th- I, I thought this was really funny. So the Red Hot Chili Peppers lead singer, and if I could pull up his name real quick, he was at the game. Oh, God. Is, didn't, he get, didn't he get tossed? <laughs> he got thrown out because, come on, where is it? It's in here somewhere. Where's all my Barstool stuff? It was Robbie Fox. I think I got rid of it. I don't know what his name is. But... The Red Hot Chili Peppers lead singer got tossed because he tried to get involved in the fight. And Chris Paul's wife found Rondo's girlfriend during the game. Yo, this. Rondo's girlfriend. Oh, actually, it was the other way. Rondo's girlfriend confronted CP3's wife during the fight while it was happening. Their significant others were reportedly having words in the stands. The drama extended beyond the court. A heated Paul told teammates and coaches in the locker room afterward that Rondo's girlfriend had sparked a verbal confrontation with Chris Paul's wife in the stands, according to sources. I love this. Yo. We needed fights in the NBA. We needed something. Vince, get on it. Honestly, like we needed something in the NBA because right now, Think, I didn't even know the NBA started until the day it started. You know, you think Adam Silver would sign off on that WrestleMania match? Like, no, hey, like take him. We'll be only because of injury reasons. But 
I, this is just, it's so weird. I love it. Um, could Pelicans and Bucks survive losing their franchise players? Where the what? fuck is Giannis going? What are you talking about? Stop. Fuck your bleacher reports on some shit. Anyway, um, yeah, I thought this was super fun. I, obviously, it's bad. We, I don't, right. can, I don't condone no, fighting at all. This. But <laughs> as a fan of sports, it's very entertaining, and all the side stuff that comes out of it is very fun. Uh, da, 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 da. Bucks looking good. Lakers not so much. Interesting. Jimmy Butler, and you don't have to comment on this. I just wanted to bring this up. Jimmy Butler went into one of his games, was getting booed, but eventually went off, and the chant the fans were chanting MVP at Jimmy Butler. How do you go from being booed to getting MVP chance? You're a good basketball player, that's how. I know that he's toxic, and I know he's bad for the locker room, but it still stands that the man is a good basketball player. He's at least top 15. He ain't that damn good. <laughs> he ain't that damn good. Did you also don't, see... Don't get it twisted. Did you see Tibbs' comments on Derrick Rose? Yeah, because did you see how D. Rose went all the way off this weekend? No. As long... Oh, he looked... I he, saw one play. He looked really good against Dallas. And then Tibbs, just, and then Tibbs was just like... Still, man, that's yeah. okay. But yeah, Tibbs said, when healthy, Derrick Rose is one of the best players in this league. I tried to tell y'all. He's not. I tried to tell y'all. He's not. I'm... He was. Mm-hmm. He was in like 2011 when he won the MVP. He's not the same player. You no, can't he, sit here. He's not the same player, exactly. but he can still be damn good. But I'm also but very. You can't... But I'm also very biased because I love Derrick Rose. Exactly. So he's not. <laughs> he take... may be damn good. Everyone can but take LeBron what I. LeBron James and Kevin Durant are fucking legendary. Okay, no, he's not going to be on that. He's if not he... on the level of Steph. He's if, not on the level. If he of didn't Russ. tear, if he didn't tear his ACL, then yeah, he would be on that level. But he could still be really damn good. He might be on the second tier level if he didn't tear his ACL. Nah, he would have been an absolute star. I. I can't put anyone up with Kevin and. No, no, he wouldn't. He would have been. They're tier one. No, he wasn't going to be tier. He wasn't going to be like legendary tier tier. two. Is like everyone else. uh, Steph Curry. Oh, then in that. Oh, okay, that's what you meant. Then in that case, yeah, he's tier two. And then he could have been tier two. No, he's He's not anymore. Right now, if he didn't tear his, if he didn't fuck up his leg, he was tier. He was guaranteed tier two. Even a starter. I don't know. I think it just depends. I think Teague starts. To be honest. But Rose gets a lot of minutes. But again, everyone take any praise I give Derrick Rose. I just realized that I'm the probably the most heavily biased D. Rose fan on this earth. Oh, my goodness. What? Robbie Fox from Barstool just wrote. And the article's actually loading. Here we go. WWE Saudi Arabia show could be in trouble. Oh, yeah, because they finally confirmed that the journalist got killed. Oh, did, did they? they? I didn't con- even see that. Yeah, the, yeah the, the consulate confirmed, or someone confirmed it, but they said it was via a fist fight. I was just told. This is a tweet from Robbie Fox. How, how long ago? Like, how long uh, ago was the tweet made? Like a half hour. Okay. I was just told Roman Reigns is currently injured, and Cena and Brian are refusing to work the show. Brian has a championship match against AJ Styles at Crown Jewel, and I don't oh Cena is in the World Cup to de- determine the best in the world. Maybe CM Punk can. Re- but so run, this. so run this back. So Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is, is hurt. Injured. When did he get he's, hurt? Uh, 
Was it a house show or was it? Apparently, or Raw. I could see it being Raw. And then... And Cena and Brian are both, quote, refusing to go to Saudi. To work the show. Many on the current WWE roster have expressed concern with going as well, but obviously not all of them have power like Cena and Brian. Yo. Yeah. So. <laughs> not good. This is not good. Uh, I don't, not, want, I don't he, want it okay. in Saudi anyway. Universal champion Roman Reigns is currently injured, though I am not sure of the severity of the injury or how long he'll be out of action. I would assume with the manner in which I was told he'll be out at least until after November 2nd, which means no triple threat, which means no Brock Lesnar match. I don't think this is happening. The, no, there's no way. They're going to have to cancel the show. But the sad thing is, the sad thing is, it takes injuries for them to not do it and not just straight up common sense doing the right thing and, and getting the hell out. So the interesting that, thing... That's what irritates me about this. It takes... Yeah. Like, it takes like, oh... Our stars are hurt, and one and two of our main stars are like, we don't want to go. N- not the whole situation in general is telling us not. Yeah, I know money, but still, money like talks. they have enough. They have enough. You know what? The other they thing still is? have money from the from the greatest Royal Rumble. They have enough. First of all, they're in a ten year contract. Okay, so they cancel one event. That's not going to mean breach a contract. I I agree. The other thing is Vince loves money. He doesn't care about controversy. We know this. Yeah, because Vince is a fucking heartless animal. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm just point. I'm just pointing these things out. The other thing is, reportedly beforehand, the only way this was getting canceled was if Donald Trump himself told Vince that he couldn't go. And we all know, and I don't want to get too political, but we know that tr- there's there's ties with Donald Trump. And yeah, because Linda McMahon's in Trump's cabinet. No, there's ties with Trump and Saudi. Apparently, they have bought a lot of real estate off of him, and he has he has done a lot of arms deals with Saudi. But apparently, Trump is and getting pissed off about this whole thing with the journalist being being dead. Is he though? Because so we source, all know that money sor- talks with him too. Yeah, this is very true. But sources in the White House right. have come out and said like Trump is fucking irate about this, which he should be. So, well, I would hope right. so right. from a human being and a president standpoint. Shifting this back to wrestling because I don't right. want to talk politics. Please. So, unlike the Greatest Royal Rumble, where there was upwards of like seventy superstars that went scheduled before this, before all this stuff was happening, nineteen superstars were scheduled to go. What? Only nineteen. It was the Brothers of Destruction, DX. All eight people in the tournament, the the World Cup, whatever the hell it is. Then there was AJ and Brian. There was the triple threat for the Universal Championship. That's probably it. There might have been one more match in there. Wow, there might have been like a tag team match. I wow, think. I feel, I feel almost, I feel jealous. Not even jealous. I, I'm, if you're one of those people who didn't make the cut, I'd be like, fine, free vacay. Also means not really good pay because the wrestlers who, if this event goes on, and the wrestlers who do wrestle, gonna get a huge pay cut. Oh yeah, that's why Shawn Michaels is wrestling. You mean pay cut or paycheck? Pay paycheck. Okay. Yeah, that's why Shawn's wrestling. That's why Kane's wrestling. Yeah, I, I don't know. 
the rumor is if these matches don't take place, they will just get pushed to Survivor Series. Okay, that 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 would make Survivor Series a damn good card. Absolutely, they'll have the triple threat, and you still have the traditional Survivor Series match. Right, and that's the problem. Matches could, plural, possibly. Oh, another big thing. Uh, Shane McMahon obviously came back for SmackDown 1000. Apparently, that was his return to television. Apparently, he is now going to be back on SmackDown, doing storylines and stuff. With with with, with, with what? Exactly. I, do, I mean, Survivor Series. Do, doing what? I mean, Paige is the GM, so right. Is it like Shane's the chairman and yeah, so Paige is the GM? It, it's always been Shane and Stephanie are the commissioners commission. over on SmackDown, and then. Now it's Baron and Paige are the general managers. So what? Are we gonna have a power struggle between Paige and Shane now? Or is that gonna be? I don't think so. Or is it gonna be? They're both faces. What I was gonna say is it gonna be SmackDown is run by face uh, by a face regime and Raw is run by a heel regime for the most, time being. Like, what's, what's most likely gonna happen is Shane's just gonna get into a feud with someone else. <laughs> so he's gonna be an in ring comp. Yeah. Again, I know. I don't like it because. They they book him like he's one of the best wrestlers in the fucking world, and he's not. Like he's the fucking billionaire's son. It's stupid. <laughs> but yeah, he's returned. Oh, what was the other? Okay, so other big news coming out of SmackDown. So, first of all, they're moving. Obviously, they're moving to Fox next year. Mm-hmm. Fox plans to make SmackDown one of their big. Like, add them to their big block of sports throughout the week. So, I think it's Thursday to Sunday. We talking FS1 or our big Fox here that they're adding it to? That's a really good question. Probably FS1. Because I know Fox sport, I know like Fox Maybe bought Fox. them, but I don't know. But just because Fox bought them, I'm not sure if they're going to throw them on big Fox or FS1. I Everything I heard said that they were going to throw them on FS1. Really? Okay. Uh, Even and, though it makes. And obviously, things can change too. Although, it makes more sense they want to throw it on big Fox to get everybody watching. And apparently. Fox told WWE they want SmackDown because money talks and you can when you own the rights to something, you have a little bit of say in creative. Fox told WWE that they want to see less comedy acts and more action and wrestling on SmackDown. This is very good for SmackDown. SmackDown just became the A show. Absolutely. Even if they move to three hours. Don't. They're going to. I hope not. Because it it worked well for Raw, right? Which is supposed to be the flagship. It worked. It didn't work well in the ratings, but it worked well in revenue. Okay, fuck revenue. I'm caring about my own personal interests. I know. (laughs) From Vince's standpoint, though, he's going to make more money off of it. We just established what Vince is. (laughs) Um... But that's okay, though, because if, if if Fox wants it to be more of a wrestling show, there's going to be a shit ton of wrestling on SmackDown. Which means the writers need to be on their P's. And, and I mean, there can still be some comedy acts. Right. They're not, like, outlong comedy Especially acts. Especially Vince will be like, okay, if we move it to three hours, there needs to be some There comedy. has to be filler, yeah. Mm-hmm. There has to fine. be. It's not going to be Raw, where it's fucking half filler and half wrestling. It's if going that. To be half, exactly. It's going to be 75-25, I think. Which I'm cool with that. Which, I'm Which also good. forces the writers to be on their shit. But SmackDown writers are, you have been pretty good this this calendar year. Yes, for the most SmackDown part. writers have been good for like for whatever reason. Like if it's the same writers who write Raw, then I don't know what compels them to write a better show for SmackDown. I'm but. convinced that th- there's two ways that this could go. I'm convinced that a the good writers follow the Miz, 
or B, the good follows avoid Kevin Owens. Because <laughs> they have never been on the same show. Every time, every brand split, every draft, what it, shake up, whatever you want to call it, they switch shows, basically. <laughs> Whenever Miz has been on Raw, it was good because he was on SmackDown when it first started. SmackDown was super good. Then he moved to Raw. SmackDown kind of fell off. That was the Jinder Mahal stuff. <laughs> and Raw was really good. And now he's back on SmackDown. Raw's kind of fallen off. Raw's, bit, Raw's been better lately, but SmackDown's been really good again. Apparently, their ratings have been still shit, even though the... SmackDown actually beat Raw the last two weeks, I believe. Yeah. Like, I know that you've been, sa- I know that you've been saying that Raw's been getting better, but ratings-wise, they've been getting worse. Right. I'm just... Yeah. From a quality standpoint. From a quality Raw's standpoint, getting right. Better, but, uh, yeah, I, SmackDown's just a better show. Yeah. It's two hours, so obviously people are going to stick around longer. Yeah. Holds more of my attention. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't know. Uh, so big things changing. Apparently backstage, some people aren't happy with SmackDown within WWE. Why? I didn't, I didn't look into that one too much. I saw the headline, and then I didn't. Why aren't they happy about it? I, I have no idea. There's something. That's a good question. I probably should have looked into that one, but apparently there is something wrong. Um. Oh, another one last quick thing. Yeah. We talked about Cody Rhodes and the Bullet Club possibly going to WWE because of their whole final Bullet Club shirt and blah, 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 all and of that stuff. And seemingly disarray just over in New Japan in general. Did you see the news with that? I saw I saw the thumbnail of a of a WrestleTalk video where Cody Rhodes is recruiting WWE talent, but I didn't look into it. Chris Jericho and the Bullet Club and a, reportedly JR. Good old JR. Oh, yay. Are reportedly. <laughs> Wait. Oh, that's interesting, too. Uh, click on this. Reportedly starting their own wrestling company. Damn, if you're a young bucks then, or just a bullet club in general, then damn, you came a long way. Now, that would that would f- that would further the speculation of losing the Bullet Club stuff because you can't be Bullet Club if you're in your own company because you don't have the rights for it. And it, apparently, Cody dropped his NWA championship, which I'm looking at right now because the headline is, Cody's recent light, recent title loss sparks speculation about possible return to WWE. The title loss has... yeah, It's clear that Ring of Honor and New Japan want to keep him and there are already rumors about a possible all-in two show. The word is that Cody and the Young Bucks would like to do all-in two on Memorial Day, and a possible third show next year, Labor Day. I kind of like that. Can we talk about how Cody and the Young Bucks just like all of a sudden, like you can tell, like over the past few years, or I guess where they were like three years ago, in comparison to where they are now, like the power that they have. Just the just the utter complete power in the wrestling business that they have. Yeah. Like I love power moves like this. Yeah. I now, wish I had that much power. On the other side of this though. <laughs> oh. Shaq Khan is on apparently on this too. The Jaguars owner. Shad Khan. Is in on the wrestling. The on wrestling. the on the Jericho Ross thing. Jericho JR. Well, I mean, yeah, because I need someone to finance it and he's a billionaire. That's pretty cool, actually. God, I love Shad Khan. Isn't he also trying to move to Jacksonville to London permanently? Yeah, they'd still be based out of Jacksonville. How hey, are they still Portals gonna be, is undefeated there. How are they going to be still be based out of Jacksonville? I don't know how it works necessarily. In London. I don't know how it works. You really. can't be the London Jaguars and still be based 
in the team in the city. Apparently, there's some legal way you can do that, and they would do it for tax reasons. That's so fucking stupid. It's weird. I don't know. It's not I, even weird. It's just fucking stupid. Um, if they wanted to put the NFL in London, they shouldn't have erased the NFL UK. Was that a thing? That was a thing. It was very much a thing. Um, and no then one, they and then they erased it because football just wasn't popular in the NFL. But now it is again. Not back to the Bucks and Cody. <clears throat> no one will know anything until January when WWE can legally make a money offer to them because WWE is not going to offer them anything before their contracts expire. Oh, it makes because sense. Because they don't want to be accused of tampering. Makes sense. I wouldn't. It, the article says I wouldn't take the NWA title loss as a hint of anything because the fact is that Nick Aldis is being groomed as the big star. So apparently, spoiler alert: <laughs> Nick Aldis wins his title back. And Rhodes is not going to be wrestling full time for NWA, so it made sense for him to drop the title. Which, also, which one's NWA? I'm not sure. Okay. It's one that the reason it was such a big deal is because uh, Dusty wrestled there. Oh, okay. And that was one of the big titles that Dusty Dusty held that title for a long time and did a lot of good things with that. That's why it was such a big thing for Cody to win it. Right. Um. Also makes sense if they plan on doing a third match. That makes sense too. Uh. Yeah. So. WWE is going to have, if they keep this deal with Saudi Arabia, they're going to have a shit ton of money. Which they already have. They can, they can, they can, they can. That's what I'm saying. They're going to have even more money. But wouldn't you think if they don't do this show, they would still have enough to just throw the blank check at Cody and them? Well, I mean, they're already throwing blank checks at Sean and Lesnar. Because, I, mean, I mean, at this rate, I feel like the way how they fucked up Cody Rhodes' character at the end of his run at WWE like, they have to give him a blank check and then just give him, like, you tell us what you want to do. You tell us what your storylines are and we'll write and we'll do it. You have control. I'm still saying they come to NXT and don't do anything. I like your idea, but I feel like if he if he does go to WWE, you'll, if he goes to the main roster, they would have had to A, pay him, and B, gave him creative control. Because there's no way he's going to really— He's going to man the box. Right, because there's no way he's going to come from basically running the industry and then go to WWE and they're, they're going to— if they if he comes back to WWE and they just pay him and that's it, they're gonna kill his character in less than six months into his return. So yep. they're gonna have to give him and the Bucks whatever they fucking want. I mean, honestly, we can look at every Bullet Club member, right? I mean, AJ's doing good. Good brothers are not. Finn has been completely is, mismanaged. Mismanaged. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you're coding them, he's looking at this like, "Fuck no, I'm not doing this." I think whoever. There's someone else in there. No, I think you got them all. The only those four? Yeah. AJ, AJ, the club, and Finn. Makes sense. But, yeah. That's the only way they make the main roster. Otherwise, Trips will have a field day with him in NXT, which I don't think oh, anyone would God. complain about. Because Trips actually knows a thing or two. The matches. The matches. Undisputed Era versus the Bucks and Cody. You're, someone might want to make sure you're, we have... A uh, paramedic on speed dial when it comes to you. Ricochet versus Cody. R- Ricochet versus Hangman Page. Ciampa versus Kenny Omega. Omega's not coming. There's rumors about Omega versus Rollins at WrestleMania. I would, cr- I would cry if that happens. Did You you saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw I, that. Uh, there's so many rumors. I would cry happy tears. Let, let me specify. Oh, absolutely. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. Connor, go ahead and take us out. Oh, yes. Indeed. First round KO podcast. 
Stitcher, the Spotify of podcasts, as I will call them, iTunes, and Sanka, what happened? Patrick Peterson wants the Saints. Oh, no. His cousin apparently tweeted that Peterson wants to go to the Saints. Anyway, I don't like that at all. (laughs) That's a Super Bowl for for Breeze. He deserves one more before he retires. Yeah. Anyways, where was I? Oh yes, I already went through the. I already went through the platforms we're on, yep. and now the social media platforms. On Twitter, follow us at FRKO Podcast. Follow Kyle at Olson Two K Eighteen. Follow myself at Carnamore Underscore Seven. Links in the description. In the next episode. Wow, we might actually get episodes in on time this week. Yay! So you have that to look forward to. Yeah, let's just end it there. You have you Ooh. have evolution picks. Also, we will be talking WWE evolution. Was that this weekend? Yeah, like this Sunday, twenty eighth. It's a week from yesterday. Yo, this weekend's gonna be lit. <laughs> True, <laughs> this weekend's gonna be so lit. We'll talk evolution next time, and I am so excited. Which means you guys get to hear a rage, hear me rage on behalf of Oscar. This is gonna be great. The next time we shock the system since day one is. Things are getting eerie, like the lake is down in Michigan. Had a good year, kind of tired. We're the Michelin at the finish line. Go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots. That's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function, I'm a tennis stag. Stone cold bachelor, acid rap and chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance with ya. You see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.